Welcome. So, I'm going to sound our gong if you're here for the first time. It's always nice on Mother's Day to meet uh, so many mothers and uh, that typically may not live in the area. Or, Good morning, girls. Grandma and mom and the gang there, three generations. Lovely to see. I'll sound the gong and we'll drop into 30 seconds of silence. Um, we'll sing a chant in this very room. And I will offer an affirmative prayer to help ground us today as we move into our, our sharing. So, welcome. And allow yourself to just drop into your heart of unconditional love. In this very room, there's quite enough love for all the world. And in this very room, there's quite enough joy for all the world. And there's quite enough love and quite enough power to walk through our every fear for spirit. One spirit is in this very room, in this very room, in this very room. So know with me in this moment, this is the only moment that we influence, you and I. So let us come together in the recognition of the one life, the one power, the one infinite divine activity that we are immersed in the phalange of spirit and that this gathering in this room is calling forth even in this moment the love, the blessings, the opportunity. Our journey here is, a, is an unspoken willingness and openness to be shifted, changed and transformed because we are a group of individuals that believe that there is an infinite possibility alive, that we believe in an infinite intelligence, a divine order. And the more that we can align with that divine order in our own unique and perfect way, not to be restricted in any way, but to be freed into possibility and opportunity, that the world, our lives, and that which we care about deeply are blessed. We bless mothers this day, generations, and also that divine spark of nurturing and love that is possible from within each and every one of us to parent ourselves. And so I just give thanks knowing that I'm guided and directed in every good way, that I have prepared the table, and that I'm ready to share the offering. And so I thank you for preparing your table, preparing yourself for the, this meal of a sustenance, of wisdom, of clarity, of healing, and of peace. For this I give thanks and invite you to say with me. And so it is. All righty. So thank you so much for being here today. Beautiful day, huh? Just makes you forget what we just went through for the last seven months. But not me. I, I vowed this year never to forget. All right. We've got robins that have come back. I've got some baskets the other day, and 
We hang them in the front porch, and the robins have been there two years in a row. Looks like we'll have them for the third year, <clears throat> which is always lovely to watch because they, 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 uh, they lay their eggs, but then they become very protective. So part of the summer is uh, wearing a, a pit helmet to get back in and out of your, uh, your front door because they like to dive bomb and protect the young. But we do the dance really well, and we're used to it now. So I want to begin by, by modeling our Q process. So Q process is something that we've introduced to the community. Uh, we just did our graduation yesterday with eight of the facilitators uh, in our community. We have a sign-up sheet back there. Q process is just an amazing piece of work. I'm going to share a little bit about that today in my, in my uh, sharing with you today. So what I'd like to do is model for you what this looks like. So at the Q process, we ended up with a Q card. One side is the shadow card. And on this shadow card, mine says... Please have compassion for me. So this is my request of you this day. Please have compassion for me when I show up on my shadow card, when I show up feeling alone, flawed, fearful, in lack, self-centered, and feeling stupid. Because that's not who I've come here to be. Because who I've come here to be is invincible, brilliant, love, creative, wholeness, generous, and free. And so that's who I've come here to be. And I invite you to give, give some thought to, if you have your cue card and would like to share it, uh, one week as part of the opening ritual of this uh, celebration, please let me know. I'd love to have you come up and share as well. But that's, that's, who I can, that's who I sometimes can slide into, and it's who I've decided that those are the most important things for me to be. That's who I've come here to be. And we get to choose that. So on this Mother's Day 2018, there's three things I want to touch on. One is, number one, the wise mother. Number two is Amor fati. And I'll explain that. It's a wonderful principle that comes from the Stoic tradition. And three, you are a masterpiece in the making. So, any objections to any three of those, let me know. Because we have space out in the courtyard there if you just like to go meditate. And we support you in any way that helps you ground yourself in your, on your spiritual journey. So parenting oneself, the creative process by means of each one of us is never ending. And so it is today on Mother's Day. We celebrate the part of us that is the feminine face of God, because that is, in fact, the creative part of thought, the thought process that puts whatever ideas we might have into form. And so that's one of our approaches, and we, we want to honor motherhood. And, and boy, I'm telling you, I've read article after article over the last couple of weeks about the ratio of, for example, that the majority of, of, uh, of uh, serial killers in the world of history has been men. Um, the, 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 the people that have created a lot of the chaos in the world all come sort of that male gender. It's very interesting to watch. And here's, here's women that are, are asked to hold so much that men aren't willing to process. It's fascinating. The article I was reading, was a woman was talking about how she had a boyfriend that broke up with her girlfriend, and all of a sudden he became like, he latched onto her like you know, she was the lifesaver. And she finally had to say, enough, I can't do this with you. But it's just a small example of how as, as men, and I've been a man, almost all my whole life I've been a man, um, uh, except for a couple of you guys accusing me otherwise, but, but the point is, is that uh, as men we ask so much of the, 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 the women to carry. It's remarkable if you look through history. I mean, you know, it was a few hundred, a hundred years ago, 120 years ago, the women weren't even allowed to vote, you know? Is there still inequality in terms of pay? And yet this feminine, what is that all about? Where does this come from? And yet it's, such a, it's, in, it's sort of ingrained in us. And the, in, the, in, the inequities in it are just remarkable. And so it's an awakening and realizing because how many people here had a mother? Yeah. 
All of us. And so there's that biological thing. And whether you had a great mom or you had a lousy mom, doesn't matter at this point in time, I'm telling you. And there's ways to get through that, and I'll talk about that. So the question I have for you that I think is most important is who did you come here to be? And who did your mother come here to be? And who did your father come here to be? Because what we have is a culture that, that has a lot of typically uh, very angry thoughts. There's a lot of anger in the world. And for somehow we've, we've come to the re- realization that that's okay. And it's not good or bad, right or wrong. It's just a very, very interesting sort of um, uh, way of saying this is who I've come here to be. Just to, to say things to ourselves like, why would they do this to me? Well, I can't take this anymore. Or this makes me furious. Well, I just want to be left in peace. Why does it keep happening? I failed to keep my calm again. Not great. Has anyone ever had thoughts like that? Yeah. This is the world. This is kind of the world that we've, we've entered into. And so what I love about our teaching, what I love about what the, in, the perennial truth is, and Dr. Holmes took the perennial truth and articulated it in a way and threw us a rope to say, climb up here. But what I know, last weekend we were gone, we went to my wife Laura's 40th uh, high school reunion, and it was amazing. And in it, we went to the Self-Realization Fellowship, which is founded by uh, Paramahansa Yogananda. And it was called the Lake Shrine. There's, there's locations throughout the world. We went there for Sunday service. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. You want to talk about a peaceful environment. It's called the Lake Shrine. There's a lake there. And then the, the little houseboat that he wrote most of his stuff is floating there. They've got an ark in, in, in a dedication to Gandhi. Gandhi was a follower of Yogananda. Uh, and there's ashes in a crypt, a little bit of the Gandhi ashes, because Gandhi was killed in 1948, 1950. They built the Lake Shrine. It's right at the end of Sunset Boulevard. I lived there for 27 years. Had, did not go there till I moved to Edmonton. Isn't that remarkable? <laughs> Talk about convenience. But it's it, it just a wonderful experience. And in this, I mean, it could have been this guy did a talk. I thought, I can do that talk. It's the same ideas. He said, I believe, and I, I share this, so I share this with you. There is an in, in, intelligent order in the universe. There's an intelligent order in the universe. And some people would would argue with that. No, there isn't. And that intelligent universe we can partner with in our own individual unique ways. Every life has mountains in it. Have you noticed? Truth be told, Jesus rarely made it to the mountain, but very frequently he retreated to the desert to remove himself from the distractions and the, the drama of everyday living. There's a lot of distractions in the world. There's a lot of drama that goes on. And that's the wonderful thing about it. And I'm going to talk in the next, this Amor Fate, I want to talk about that a bit, about how we, we face that. And I, I think a way that can be transformative. So connection with infinite possibility. What Jesus was modeling was connection with infinite possibility. The Father within that doeth the work. Connection with himself and who he came here to be. And so... What we are on the planet right now, despite what it looks like, what's popular to read because we love the titillation. See, our, our, our reptilian part of our brain loves this stuff because we're tripwired for it. We love the drama. We love the intrigue. We love the, the things that are going on. We, we, we wouldn't be watching the movies we watch and reading the articles we read if we didn't love it. There's juice in it for us. And there's nothing wrong with viewing it but, but realizing that this is just part of it. It's not the whole thing. It's not moving from titillation to titillation, from crisis to crisis, you know. And we can offer the, the best of ourselves to whatever's going on in the world, but not to be captured by it. But people are breaking free from the old familiar patterns of control and predict. It's just we, to control and predict doesn't work anymore. 
And this is a whole, this is a very male perspective. Control and protect doesn't work anymore. We have entered into a whole new model of mission-centric ministry, which I'm very excited about. And it is my commitment to fulfill that to the best of my ability, to bring my best to this and to see what can happen. Because it's a whole new model that's never been um, delivered before. And what we're doing now with Q process, what we're doing with spirit groups, is we're creating the consciousness to carry it. So we can give birth. I don't know all the details all the way. The metaphor has been used that we are flying, we're building the airplane while we fly it, and we are. And so you're part of that. You're here for a specific reason. And it may resonate with you, it may not. And that's okay too. But what we're doing is we're shifting consciousness in a way that reflects, I think, what Dr. Ernest Holmes was writing about for so many years. And all the great teachers, back to Jesus, back to Buddha. But we're, we must free ourselves from the old familiar patterns of control and predict. Managing and, and feeling is so important and bringing awareness to that, that. Partnering with ourselves in a new way that is consistent, that are repetitive, that fuel and impress upon our own embodied consciousness a new way of being, a new pattern of thought, a new way of feeling about ourselves, about those people around us, about our families, about our mothers on Mother's Day. You know, I had, I, you know, I, we just did our graduation and I wrote a story about an experience I had with my dad. And part of the thing in the Q process is you process enough of it so that you re-script it. And as I started to share it, because we're on a Zoom call with about 14 people, it just, I got triggered and I started to tear up and I started to cry and I thought, oh my gosh, I thought that I was on top of this. But that's part of, of moving that energy, that's the sorrow and the sadness that came up for me. And so now, because what I want to be able to do is share that story from a perspective of healing and wholeness. Because what happens is I break down and, 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 and cry in it, you break down. There's a gestalt in it. And that's not what I want for you. I want you to be empowered into love. It's not that it's not important to have those feelings, but it's to recognize, wow, this isn't what I attended. So there's still juice in it for me. So I'm so grateful for that awareness because I had it and then I, I didn't have to beat myself up as if I failed. It was simply to say, wow, there's still more for me to do here. And as they pointed out to me in this story, there was another cue sheet that I could do within that story because the, the, as the story played itself out. But it was perfect. It was perfect. And, I, and, and, and so I see it, and there's greater clarity around it. There's greater groundedness in it. There's greater grace in it. Because it didn't come to diminish me. It came so I could be transformed. And it's taken me, it's taken me 60 years to have that awareness. So, we, you know, we get it when we get it. As my teacher used to say all the time, you could come no other way. What a relief to give me permission for all my failures and regrets and remorse and all the things that went on and someone said to me that I loved and respected and that was plowing the ground of consciousness to say you could have come no other way. Thank you. You know, I kept waiting for her to scream at me and holler at me and say, how dare you? Oh my God, you did that? Nope. You could come, you could come no other way. So Jesus said, if you have the, the faith of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. Most of our mountains are usually small hills or a pile of bricks. Have you noticed that? But we make them mountains. Boy, I'm good at that. My meaning making. What mountains are you thinking about moving? Is the mother inside you nurturing and loving you in ways so complete and inclusive that you, own, you have only opportunity and infinite possibility to move towards because you know and have agreed that who you've come here to be is the most amazing and remarkable version that you could ever be? Because that's possible. 
That's possible. Joseph Campbell said this, if we really want to help the world, we have to find a way to live in it. Dr. Ernest Holmes said to learn how to live, to learn how to think is to learn how to live. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. So what happens, and this is my own quote, I'm always putting other people's quotes up, but I put my own quote up today. Our reptilian brain has replaced the threat of the natural world with the annoyances of everyday living and working. You realize that? We have a reptilian brain that we needed back when we lived in the woods and we were, we were you know, sleeping in trees to protect ourselves because things would come along and eat us. So we have this, this mechanism that says we've got to be safe. But what's happened now is that we've replaced it. with We've replaced the lion and the bear with the challenges and inconveniences of technology along with the unfulfilled relationships with ourselves and others. So the threat of being eaten by a lion now has been transferred to, oh, someone said something un- unkind to me, or I have an unkind thought about someone. And it's the same, it's the same activity. It's just giving the brain a different focus because we don't have the lions running around anymore. So I think it's quite fascinating. So I want to move to this idea of amor fate. And amor fate was, was coined by Nitschke, who was a philosopher, writer, Nitschke was the guy that said, that which doesn't kill me makes me stronger. So that's kind of his, his, his path. And he inspired the Stoics, and the Stoics come from Greek tradition. Wonderful stuff, and I'm going to share some of that with you here. But amor fati is to not only accept, this is Nitschke, to not only accept everything that life brings you, good or bad, but to love it, to embrace it, and to revel in it every single bit of your life, even the t- truly horrible, awful, regrettable, don't ever want to think about it again moments. Isn't that remarkable? Which ties in so beautifully with the Q process, which says to us, it's all come. It's all come for you, so you can look at it and heal it and not stay stuck. Epictetus said, don't seek for everything to happen as you wish it would. But it's so easy in our teaching to say, well, this is, this is you know, mail-order mail order life. But rather wish that everything happens as it actually will, and then your life will be serene. Byron Katie said, love what is. You know, this is not a new idea, but it's so, it's so uh, easy to slide into that awareness that life is not showing up as you demanded to show up. So it doesn't mean we become victims in this. Nitschke wrote this, my formula for greatness is a human being is amor fate. That one wants nothing to be different, not forward, not backward, not in all eternity, not merely bear what is necessary, Still less conceal it. All idealism is mendacity in the face of what is necessary, but love it. And mendacity is simply untruthfulness. People publicly castigated for past mendacity. So mendacity is what's untrue, but love it and love all of it. But what? Because otherwise, we're always we're always trying to make it right. We're always trying to adjust it in some way. What if it's just what is? What if it's just what is? doesn't mean we give up. doesn't mean we quit. doesn't make us victims. It's just to have the capacity to realize, I'm an eternal being having this human experience here. I've shown up for a purpose. The people that are in my life are there by right of consciousness. And as I shift and change, they will shift and change and grow with me or not. And I will love them whether they're in my life or not. There are many, many people that I love dearly that I don't see anymore. And it, it, because the relationship doesn't change. It's, it's just the dynamics, the geography changes. So Ryan Holiday said this. He, he writes a best-selling author called The Daily Stoic. Ryan Holiday said, Amor fate is a mindset that takes you, on, takes you on for making the best out of what 
out of anything that happens, treating each and every moment, no matter how challenging, as something to be embraced, not avoided, to not only be okay with it, but love it and be better for it. Everything has come to to transform you. Everything. So it's like oxygen to a fire. Obstacles and adversity become fuel for your potential. What a way to look at life. Instead of getting beat down. I've been beat down. We've all been beat down. We've all had heartbreak and disappointment. Sometimes on a daily basis. But to look at it and realize, and the same thing with the Q process. Who have you come here to be? And has this come for you? The question is always asked in each sheet. Do you now see that this has come for, your, for a healing? Yes. Yes, because we're eternal beings. And as we model this and we shift this, we all benefit. You're awakening. The, the, the struggles that we have. And to say, wow, look what's coming now. Isn't this remarkable? It's hard to do. It takes time. See, what happens in this beautiful monk at the Spiritual Realization Fellowship, and I wish I remembered his name, when he talked about this infinite intelligence, he said, when you know there's an infinite intelligence, then what you have to do sometimes is life will look not so good. There'll be challenges. There'll be disappointment. There'll be betrayal. But what's important, as he said, and I would agree with him, is that we continue to move forward. And what I love about having tools in our toolbox to move forward is it gives me a place to put my energy ah, there's something here for me to transform and to look at and to own. I shared with the group yesterday, in six months, time for me, I look, at, I look at so many of these things differently now that for me I thought were an irritant that I wanted to go away, that I didn't want to have to deal with. And now it's like, bring it on. Wow, bring it on. Because a lot of times people will say stuff to us, it's the projection, I get that, that, so they're, they're playing out unfulfilled things within themselves. And if we are not getting hooked by it anymore, but we're just letting it blow by, they've got to go find somebody else to hook. There's a lot of emotional fishermen out there, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> the world's full of them. I mean, that beautiful guy in, in the U.S. right now, Donald Trump. What a great example. What a great example of getting hooked. It's like... Wouldn't it be something if Jesus reincarnated as him and we didn't know that, but we'll figure that out at some point in time? <laughs> He's shown up as the great trickster. So a more fatty is welcoming all. A mindset that takes you on for making the best out of anything that happens and treating each and every moment, no matter how challenging, as something to embrace, not avoid. See, when I'm with my granddaughters, that's what I want to have happen. I want them to know that. We were at the park the other day, and she was swinging, and she fell off the swing and hit the sand, and it was, you know, she's up a couple feet, and, she, you know, she started to have a reaction, and I just was presenced with her, and I said, look how good you did. You bounced right up, and you got, she doesn't like sand, right? So, anyway, but it was remarkable to not, to, to not feel like I had to save her, but to just love her. I said, look at this. This is amazing. This is life. You fall down sometimes, but you got right back up. We have the same bracelet. I had Sandy Roberts, who Sandy it was in the hospital. She's doing better. We'll include her in our closing prayer. But I had Sandy make a, a tiny bracelet for her. And so whenever she sees me, she runs up to me, and we, we touch bracelets together. And she goes, cheers. Listen here. <laughs> and if I don't have it on, she'll say, where's your bracelet? Oh, I forgot it. It's at home. So anyway... Beautiful stuff. 
You are a masterpiece in the making. So much of your life is not under your control. You can't control the world or other people. Have you noticed that? The only thing you can control is your deliberate thoughts and actions. This comes from Eric Barker, Barking Up the Wrong Tree. It's a wonderful book that I haven't read yet, but I'm pulling his quotes out. I have it on my bookshelf. He continues, we don't control most of what happens in life. That seems like a weakness. But we do control our reaction. <clears throat> our reaction is to those events. What our reaction is to those events. What we tell ourselves they mean to us and how, they will in, how we will integrate them in our lives. So once again, it's this idea, it's come for us. It's come for us. On the, on the one hand, we're powerless, but on the other hand, we're deeply empowered. To the Stoics, most of what happens is outside of our control, but we have this superpower of being able to love, embrace, accept, and make the most of what does happen, which I think speaks so beautifully to the feminine energy, to the mother energy. That willingness to be present with it, to endure, to hold the space, the groundedness. That's this idea of amor fati. If you think about it, it's fate. Fate is implying a lack of control, and love is, in regard to your reaction, implies an intense agency that you choose to love that fate. To love it all. To love it all. And to know that we also stand in infinite possibility. I was talking to Steve the other day. We are, we are, we are severely underfunded right now. And so when you, we ask you for help with raffles, it's because we either ask you for help for raffles or we say, hey, we need $40 per week per seat to fund our community. And I've said that many times, and, and, and that, that simply hasn't been a strategy that's been successful. So Steve has come up with these raffles, eight raffles this year. Each member, we have 127 members. Each member, if each member would be responsible for 33 tickets which is $660, which works out to $12.96 a week. I did the math. A pack of cigarettes a week of the 127 people, just to use round numbers, we would raise, guess how much money we would raise this year in fundraising? Look at that. <laughs> it's already done. See, see, I look at this as, this is a great opportunity. This is to prove the principles of the. So what it is, is it, that we would raise $80,000 if everybody did that. $80,000. Isn't it remarkable how, how $12 a week per person, above and beyond what you're doing, we would hit our goal. And see, we're moving out of this funding model. But what we want to do is bridge this gap from minister-centric to mission-centric. And there's a whole different funding model. But we're not there yet. So Steve, in his brilliance, and he came in he, after the, the garage sale, and he, he was wore out. And I thought, we're going to probably have to go visit Steve in a, a rest home in a couple of weeks, the way he's working. And he came up to me, he said, we're not tracking. And I said, well, Steve, let's, let's just uh, have a conversation, let people know where we are. And, but, and we thank you for what you've done. I've got to tell you something, I'm not worried about it at all. We're going to get there. Uh, Steve said a while back, said, I've never missed a budget in my entire life. And I, I, I share that with him. I ran my own company for years. I never left a job undone, ever. And I was a building contractor, and some of them went on for years. But... But it's a consciousness, it's a commitment and a devotion. What else is there? And so we have this opportunity to support the transformation of consciousness. That's why we're here, for you and for, for, for the world. And so I just, when, when we say we need your help uh, selling raffle tickets, we're serious. Other than that, or finding another way to help fund. But we are, uh, we're uh, funded by our, our community. So thank you. 
But this is an exciting challenge. And Steve told me what was happening. And I said, okay, buddy, let me talk about it. Let me share. So, Amor Fati, everything is not and should not be easy. You can get where you're going, but you need to start here with your life and its circumstances, whatever they may be. It's not a perfect life. But there is no perfect life. There's just life. We can make it perfect or not. So what I want to invite you to do right now, you all have a candle. We're gonna, I'm going to invite you to light your candles in celebration of Mother's Day. And I've got a lighter up here, and we'll pass the flame. If I can get this thing going. There we go. I'm going to read a short... Kate, would you... Uh, here we go. We'll pass the flame. I'm going to invite you to just hold your... Oops. Hold your candle. I'm going to do a short honoring. We'll get the candles lit. We have our musicians coming up onto the stage. Till his time. Those that see such things, my mother is here today with us. I can't remember if they, she's on the left or the right. I had a woman in the Fillmore Church when I first started out that could see the presence. And she would always tell me that there were hundreds of people on the platform with me. And the more I thought about that, I realized I must need a lot of help. You know, if one person had shown up, you know, like if, if Jesus were standing next to me, I, I could get it. But hundreds? Really? Pardon me? The light workers, absolutely. Yeah, the beings of light. All right. So, I know we all had mothers. What I know about my mom, she didn't give me, she wasn't able to give me the things that I thought I needed from her, but she gave me everything she had. And so, uh, if you had a great mom, fantastic. If you have a mom that fell short, it's okay. Because the, the reality is, we get a chance to mother ourselves now. To take responsibility, to take ownership of our lives. To, and just and, and this revel in the joy of it and realize that for whatever reason you are guided to this philosophy, I love this perspective of love everything that shows up. Not enough money in the checking account. Well, look at this. Isn't this fantastic? I get to shift and change because I know that, that, that the transformation is underway because I'm partnering with spirit. And I know that there's a, an abundance that's being supplied in my experience. And as that beautiful monk said at the Self-Realization Fellowship, it takes time. But there's an infinite intelligence that is guiding and supporting, wants to create with us, wants nothing more than to pull us close. I know that's true, no doubt. So I'm going to invite you to, to as we hold our, our light, lighted candles, and then we're going to uh, play some, some um, uh, dedications on the screen and play a beautiful piece of music for you in celebration of your mom, your grandmother, the mother that you are, or the mother that you're longing to be. For yourself, guys, it's that mother within us as well to give birth to that. We remember, appreciate, and celebrate mothers on this Mother's Day. We honor our own mother, our grandmothers, our great-grandmothers, and other foremothers. We honor mothers and foremothers in our spiritual community. We honor mothers and foremothers in our nation and in our world, and we honor Mother Nature as Great Mother. Mothers, we remember you. We appreciate you. We celebrate you today and every day. And the mother within, that midwives.
We kindle this flame with love for mothers, past, present, and future. We kindle this flame in celebration of community and its generations. We kindle this flame with respect and support for Mother Nature and the greater circle of life of which we are all part. So be it. So let's let the name scroll through and just let yourself be present in this moment with a remembrance, an honoring. So in giving thanks to Mother Nature and to mothers, thanksgiving to sacred earth, sacred air, sacred fire, sacred water, thanksgiving to planet earth and the cosmos, thanksgiving to the interconnected great spirit and to the circle of nature, may the power of nature's awareness and the communion of oneness be in us and with us now and all times. Blessed it be, and so it is. Amen. Happy Mother's Day. As you blow your flame out, take that flame inside and take it with you.